Welcome to Health Hope Harmony, navigating wellness, embracing everybody, and healing minds. I'm your host, Sabrina Rogers, licensed mental health counselor, intuitive eating and body image expert, and recovering perfectionist. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking discussions, enlightening expert interviews, and heartwarming personal stories that delve deep into the world of health at every size, non-diet approaches, body image, eating disorders, mood disorders, and trauma. Each week, we bring you new episodes to help you explore what health means to you and to change how you think and feel about yourself. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. This helps others find and learn about the podcast so they too can change their lives. Hey, welcome back to the show. In this episode, I am joined by Kate Williams-Stone. Kate is a non-diet health and life coach who specializes in helping women in perimenopause build confidence around their relationship with food and body so that they can feel amazing without the diet culture BS. She uses the principles of intuitive eating coupled with hormone-honoring health habits as a powerful way to support women through the challenges of perimenopause. Her signature framework includes peaceful eating practices, cyclical living, normalizing body changes with feminist non-diet mindset coaching. Now, Kate and I got to talking a lot about this very interesting topic. And so rather than putting out a very long episode, I broke it up into two parts, uh, just like we did with Margo and a couple other guests that I've had on so that they're bite-sized and you can still consume them. So in this first part, Kate tells us all about what perimenopause is and how we kind of might have been thinking about that incorrectly for some time. So let's get to the part one of my interview with Kate Williams-Stone. As I said in the intro, we are joined by my friend and colleague, Kate Williams-Stone. Kate and I met uh, during a non-diet mentorship program with Stephanie Dodier. And when my friend reached out and asked if I knew anybody that does perimenopause from a anti-diet intuitive eating perspective, I knew Kate was the person to come on. So Kate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sabrina. I'm so glad to be here. thought it might be a good place to start of having you define what perimenopause is and how it may be different from menopause. Yeah. So let's define what menopause is and perimenopause, because you'll hear both of those words used not in the correct sense. And then everyone can know in this conversation how I'm using that vocabulary. So menopause is technically one day. It's the one year anniversary of you not having any periods. So no bleeding, one year anniversary, that's your menopause. And then technically after that day, you're postmenopausal. Like my brain just went, oh. wait, it's, it's <laughs> one, it's one day, just that, that's it. Yeah. If we're going to get really technical. So you can now see how everyone's using the word menopause incorrectly. It's always, I'm going through menopause. Yeah. So what people mean when they say that is that they're going through perimenopause. Perimenopause is the pre-menopause, the five to 10 years leading up to your menopause. Those are the years that you're most symptomatic. 
your periods are changing, your symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats. I mean, there's a long list of things that you can experience, but that's what you're experiencing in perimenopause leading up to menopause when you officially have one year of no bleeding. The average age in the US for menopause is 51, but everybody's different. There's a range. So I like to tell my friends, my clients, like around 40 is when you should start educating yourself about like what's coming next. Everybody's different. I have clients who have experienced symptoms at 35, 37, 38. Some women are in full menopause in their mid 40s and some people are in their mid 50s. So there's a real range of experiences, Um, but I think it's good to know what to expect and how to navigate it because it just normalizes the whole experience. Like there's nothing wrong with you. You're not sick. It's not a diagnosis. It is a natural hormonal transition, just like your first puberty, but that doesn't mean it's like super easy and we can make it easier by just like normalizing the experience and talking about it and taking the stigma out of the conversation. Yeah. And I love that you said that is that it's a natural part of human life, especially for those of us with female reproductive organs of, I mean, if we live to be that, of that age, we're all going to go through it at some point. And yet it's highly stigmatized and looked down upon. And it's this big, like the change. Yeah. There's so much shame. I think around this experience, I think it's shifting We're seeing more and more high profile women come out and talk publicly about their menopause and perimenopause experiences. So that's a great thing. That's a great shift from the prior generation. And we still have a lot of work to do and need greater support because like everything in women's health, (laughs) this is severely underfunded and therefore under-researched. So we're operating as women in perimenopause in a totally broken system with a medical system that doesn't have answers for us a lot of the time. There are some gems who do have answers, but there's a lot that's still being discovered. And it's so true. There hasn't been a lot of research done on it. And so there's not a lot of information out there that we can even go find. So the information that is out there is spotty and steeped in diet culture and all of this other misogyny stuff. Yeah, that's the most popular stuff. I mean, those are the targeted ads that I get on my social media that I hide on a daily basis about like, bust your meno belly and banish the muffin top and like, some ridiculous picture of a woman looking in a mirror, like, shaming her changing body. And I'm like, this is not the narrative that I'm subscribing to. Like, (laughs) I'm not saying it's all like unicorns and rainbows, but like, I don't, my body's not wrong. My body's not broken for going through this experience. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. But it can feel like you're out of body, out of mind. Like that experience can still be true. Yeah. Well, I, I relate it to uh, pregnancy of a lot of times, like, yes, my body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And sometimes it didn't feel great. Yeah. Uh, but it was all 
quote normal and it was all what was supposed to happen and then with childbirth like I went into childbirth thinking my body knows what to do everything happens for I hate that state everything happens for a reason but <laughs> it, it does like your body moves through those phases and those changes because that's what's supposed to happen given that time of your life yeah you know I've never put it with the analogy of pregnancy and childbirth but it really is a great analogy because there's a lot of uncomfortable, kind of gross, kind of weird things that happen and it's normal. Yeah. Even if your experience is different from your best friends, it's still normal. Yeah. And so if you've operated like in um, a, the medical system, one thing I want to point out is where your experiences would be different is OBGYNs or anyone with medical training get extensive training if they're dealing with women's health around pregnancy and childbirth and fertility. Those are the money makers. What they don't get training on is perimenopause and menopause. And why I want to highlight this is as a patient, this is where your experience may differ because I'm, sh I don't know about your childbirth and pregnancy experience, but like I was met with resources and education and follow-up visits and conversations, right? And a birth plan and I got a doula and like the whole thing, right? And, and women frequently will have an experience of going to their primary care doctor and saying, okay, I'm over 40. I'm not feeling like myself. Something is changing. I'm still cycling regularly, but like, I don't feel like myself. Could this be perimenopause? I actually also had this conversation with my doctor and they are frequently met with, no, you're too young and a dismissal and kind of a gaslighting. And so if you have had that experience, if you do have that experience, I just wanna normalize it for you. There is nothing wrong with you, like good for you for advocating and being aware of your body. And what's going on is probably that doctor just doesn't have the education and resources. So it's not about you, it's about them and the broken system that they're operating in. Yeah. It's like you said before, there's just not enough information out there. There hasn't been enough research done to then cycle through to our providers so that they have that to say, oh yeah, this is probably what's, what's starting. You're probably starting perimenopause. Yeah. Yeah. When you said like, yeah, I just don't feel like myself. Like I, I kind of get what you mean by that, but what other symptoms, what other things might a woman experience going through perimenopause? Yeah. I mean, there's a long, long list you don't have, of symptoms you don't have to name that them all. potentially, <laughs> no, I will not name them all. But um, first, the most valuable information, I think, for you and your doctor, if you're not already tracking your cycles, start tracking your cycles. If you're an app person, if you're a paper calendar person, just like collect that information. It is going to help you in the long run because we want to establish what's normal, quote unquote, for you, and then you can start seeing where it's changing. And that's really helpful. How much detail should we be tracking? Like, uh, like the start of like start of our period, end of our period, the flow. Yeah. I mean, if you can track all of it, that would be amazing. <laughs> I know that's not always realistic in women's lives, but the start date, and then the next start date. So knowing how long your cycles are, 
um, is helpful. And then also how long you're bleeding for and how heavy or light it is. And some of the first changes in perimenopause are just changes to, to your cycle. So what usually was your normal for your body all of a sudden starts changing, or maybe it starts changing like one month and then it's back to normal and then it changes for two months and then it's back to normal. So it can look like shorter menstrual cycles. So 25 days or less, sometimes shorter amounts of bleeding or longer amounts of bleeding or heavier flow or lighter flow. But any of these changes from what was normal for you are things to pay attention to. Um, the thing that surprises women the most is some of the early perimenopause symptoms can be that your cycle gets shorter like more frequent and heavier. And it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Because you're thinking, wait, I'm going towards menopause. I'm going to be not bleeding. So shouldn't it happen that like I'm going longer and lighter and instead I'm going closer and heavier? But that's some of the first perimenopause changes. Okay. So we're not looking for specifics. We're just looking at changes to our normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I was able to go to my primary care doctor and bring in like over a year's worth of data. And I'm like, okay, based on the last, I mean, she doesn't know who she's dealing with, but like over the last 14 months, my cycles have ranged from 16 days to 45. Wow. She's like, oh yeah. So that sounds like perimenopause. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> but I just wanted to give you that data, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's so collecting that information. Um, other things that women will experience are night sweats or hot flashes or just running hot. Sometimes it's not a hot flash, but like you just feel hot all the time or at different times. Sleep disturbances, really common, especially like mid-cycle mid waking, like 2, 3 a.m., it's like every woman in their 40s is awake thinking about the problems of the world. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, increased migraines or headaches as a new symptom related to like right before your period could be um, tender breasts, sore breasts, swollen, brain fog, fatigue, new or increased depression or anxiety. And as a mental health professional, like this can be tricky because it's like, is this your old mental health stuff coming up or has it been intensified because of hormones or is it life? Like it's really hard to untangle all of that. Um, and then finally body changes, right? So body changes are part of this because hormones are shifting. Body changes can look like weight gain um, or just like a different weight distribution. Like maybe there's not a change on the scale or even in your like size, but it's like breasts, hips, stomach, like are different, those body changes, which obviously can be extremely challenging for women. So again, we're, we're looking not for specifics. We're just looking for changes to our own cycles, sleep habits, temperature changes, mood changes, and that, that everything is normal. And that feels weird to say that everything is normal, but it's 
what you're going through is normal, regardless of if your mom had the same experience or your best friend had the same experience. Yeah, everyone's experience of it is different. And then I think it's important while we're bringing awareness to the symptoms of perimenopause to also realize that there are certain medical conditions that these symptoms overlap with. So this is where a conversation with your doctor can be really helpful because instead of just saying, oh, it's perimenopause, like you also want to look out for like what vitamin deficiencies might you have like vitamin D, B or iron, um, thyroid, autoimmune, things like that. Like, don't just sweep this all under the rug. Like it's perimenopause. Also be curious about like, could there be something else that we need to screen for? Or is this perimenopause? Is, I know the answer to this question, but is there a test to say, yes, you're, you're entering? Oh, this is, this is such a good question. (laughs) So like, yes and no, where I want to caution you to not waste your money is there is a new test that there's a lot of advertising and some high profile people behind you're gonna see it on social media ads and it's like an at-home test i think it's a pee stick that's gonna tell you whether or not you're in menopause like you could put your cash down the toilet instead of getting that test (laughs) or you could send it to me Um, but it's literally like a waste of money and it's a great example of as this topic becomes more destigmatized and popular people are doing cash grabs against women um there's also uh some tests that are again urine and saliva tests that are out there i actually my last wellness stint was paying somebody thousands of dollars to get this urine and saliva test and for her to tell me what to do after that. And I now know that it was a total waste of money. So I will just warn you against that. There are some blood tests like your FSH, your follicle stimulating hormone that your doctor can pull. However, if you know the female cycle, your hormones when you're cycling normally literally change every single day that's part of a normal female cycle so then add on top of that perimenopause hormones which change even more every day because you're literally on a hormonal roller coaster so you can take blood and that's a snapshot of what's going on in your body in that exact moment but it doesn't give us your 30 day cycle, but it can be a gauge. If your FSH can be around 30 in menopause. So a rising FSH can be an indication of getting closer to menopause. But again, they've done studies like on perimenopausal women and pulled blood daily to look at this. And like, I think there was like one day where the woman qualified on her blood test as being in perimenopause, even though she literally was in perimenopause. So I think what I hear you saying is that yes, there are tests, but they may not be valid and that we probably shouldn't spend our time, money, resources on them. Um, And really, I think my intention for asking that question is 
is is it beneficial to know that we're in perimenopause versus that we have a vitamin deficiency or are are there other benefits of knowing that we're in perimenopause for sure yeah so you, there are menopause trained medical professionals and the best resource to find those medical professionals is menopause.org and going to one of those hormone specialists, they are going to look at your symptoms. That's how we really find out if you're in perimenopause. So if people go to my website, I have a free guide that has a list of all of these perimenopause symptoms. The best way for you to know is your age and then how many symptoms you're experiencing. So we don't need a fancy test. No, please. And please, like, I'm going to write a blog about it one day, but like, I wasted thousands of dollars. It's one of my biggest regrets. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Stay tuned to the next episode where we continue this conversation with Kate. She shares how she got into the perimenopause world as a coach and more on this idea of cyclical living and the four phases of our menstrual cycle. So I hope to see you there. Before you go, thanks for listening to Health Hope Harmony, navigating wellness, embracing everybody, and healing minds. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to me. This helps others find and learn about the podcast so they too can change their lives. The material presented in this podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or give specific medical advice, including, without limitation, advice concerning the topic of mental health. The information contained in this podcast is for the sole purpose of being informative and is not meant to be considered complete and does not cover all issues related to mental health. Moreover, this information should not replace consultation with your doctor and or other qualified mental health providers or specialists. If you believe you or another individual is suffering a mental health crisis or other medical emergency, contact your doctor immediately. Seek medical attention in an emergency room or call 911. Listening to this podcast using the website or social media pages, you may be provided with links to websites operated by third parties. Sabrina Rogers nor Health Hope Harmony do not control such websites and are not responsible for the content and operation of such sites. Links to other websites are provided solely as a courtesy and references in the links are not endorsed, approved, or sponsored by Sabrina Rogers or Health Hope Harmony. We do not verify the accuracy of the information on those websites. You must rely on the advice of your medical providers for treatment and diagnosis and not on the information contained in these websites. Listening to this podcast, use of the website, and any other website to which a link is provided remains the responsibility of the user. Sabrina Rogers and Health Hope Harmony specifically disclaims the claim of liability, damages, personal or other kind incurred as a result, directly or indirectly, by the use and application of this material. If you've made it this far, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Be well, friend.